Hallelujah. Welcome. Hallelujah. I am so glad to be here. Hi, Bridge Church. Good morning. Good morning. Come on, loosen up in here. Good morning. We serve an awesome God. Hallelujah. And he's so worthy of our praise. And if you just take a few minutes to close your eyes and reflect back on your journey to now, just how amazing and good God has been, how you may have been in some tough places that you couldn't see your way getting out of, but God, he showed up right on time, right in the nick of time. Reflect back when you didn't know where your next meal may have been coming from or you just thought you were going to lose your mind. Think back. Think back about your God story, your journey, your life, and where you know it was God right there with you when you felt so alone. Think back. I love this God story thing that you're doing, and I have so many God stories. <laughs> Sometimes you wonder why your life takes all kind of curves and turns and bends and it's like what is going on what is going on especially when you're not in the will of God and when you're just trying to please yourself seeking self-pleasure and stuff but I've also learned that even in seeking self-pleasure is something underneath that a lot of time we do things because we're hurting and we have pain that's so deep and we try to sedate it with um careers, drugs, alcohol, relationships, and so much more. But when all the dust settles, guess what? That pain is still there. And we may suppress it and suppress it and suppress it, but guess what? It's going to come up in different ways it shows up. And most of the time it's not too pretty how it shows up because um, we all have a little child within us and a child that may have experienced some kind of trauma, like myself. My stepdad molested me at the age of three, and I remember it like it was yesterday because it was traumatic. I remember my biological dad not being there, kind of in and out. That was traumatic. You know, broken, um, broken dreams, broken promises, I'm coming to get you, and you look, and you never, he never shows up. All of these things, you know, God stories. But let me stop right here. When God called me um, to the ministry, I mean, I came to him running with, like, I surrender. I can't do this no more. I'm, I don't know who that is looking back at me in the mirror. Who is that woman? Pieces shattered. Shattered hopes, shattered dreams, broken promises, disappointments, so much pain. And, I, and what drove me into God was addiction. The addictions of trying to sedate the pain, the, the alcohol and the drugs and the relationships. So many addictions, so many addictions. And I remember crying out to God in my bedroom. I had a picture of Jesus on the wall uh, ascending into heaven. And I would talk to him, and I would say, Lord, is there, 
is there anything you can do with me with this brokenness? Is it, I feel so unworthy and I feel like a mistake and I feel like I should have never been born and I, so much hurt, so much pain. If there's anything that you could do with this life of mine, here, I surrender. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I'm tired of hurting people I love. I'm tired of hurting men. And I was at a place where um, I got married very young, married the love of my life. And we had three sons, but I was never good enough for his family. Rejection. Anybody deal with rejection? Not good enough. That marriage ended. And I had it in my mind. I said, you know what? I'm going to hurt people before they hurt me. That doesn't go over too good either. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. So I married for a second time, and I married a man that was a year younger than my mom. And the reason why I married him was because he was good to me, and he told me that he would take care of me. Wrong reason to get married. I know. I know. But I wanted to be taken care of. I did. And I had a little girl. Uh, no, I didn't have my little girl yet. Let me back up. That's one of the reasons why God allowed that marriage, because because of that marriage, we were able to adopt our beautiful Mia. But I didn't love him. I married him for the wrong reason. Sometimes we get into relationships we shouldn't be in. Um, we're looking for something that a person can't even offer sometimes. And we as women sometimes, we just think that if we got the right guy, he's going to, you know, he can be our everything. That's putting so much weight on a man because God never created men to be everything to us. Only he can be everything to us. But what we do, we get, you know, this idea of um, love and everything, and we put it all in, and then we think we're supposed to get all of this. And what happens, Jesus ends up on the back burner, and that person, woman or man, they're taking God's place. That won't work. Why? Because God is a jealous God. And he said that thou shalt have no other God before me. Um, when God called me to the ministry, he said, Sue, all I want you to do is tell your testimonies and make sure I'm in it. Let them know who brought you out. Let them know who brought you out. Let them know that when you tried to commit suicide, not one time, not two times, three times, it was me that saved you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. When your children were taken from you, when your sons were taken from you, and you thought that you would lose your mind, it was me. It was God. It was God. In and out of jail on various charges, just recklessness, running, 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 trying to deal with the pain, the pain, the pain. And I've since learned that it's a scripture that says that we are overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimonies. And that so goes along with what God said to me when he called me, tell your testimonies. Somebody needs to know that they're not the only one um, and that if he did it for you, he can do it for me. Hallelujah. When I tell you he broke that $500 a day cocaine habit off me, boom, just like that. Just like that. Just like that. 
just like that. I never was one who really liked drinking, but because of the cocaine, <laughs> I started drinking. Uh, because the guy I was with, he, he liked to drink, so I found myself drinking, end up drinking a fifth of vodka a day. Pain. <laughs> Pain. And until we allow God to take the band-aids off and do the necessary surgery, the healing. Pastor Dennis talked about that heart, unhealed heart. It keeps bleeding out all that good stuff that's getting because it's not been healed yet. But God said, come to me, all ye who labor and who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. I've got so much that I could share, and I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to say? And I feel like sometimes we struggle with, can somebody give me a tissue because I'm a crybaby? <laughs> I don't know why he wants me to share this particular um, testimony. Um, i got to go back because I'll lose you guys. I'm all over the place. <laughs> My second husband, Mia's dad, um, a month before her adoption was supposed to be finalized, he was murdered. He was shot down. Um, and because my uncle witnessed it, his uncle witnessed it, they made him lay, lie at his feet and they killed him also. So here I am with a baby girl that I asked for. I, I asked for that child. I, I thought I'd have a second chance of being a mom 24-7. My boys, I got them on breaks and all of that, but my heart, I, when I wanted to grow up, when I, what I wanted to be when I grew up was a good wife and a good mother. I had no, and I can sing and all that, but the, my aspirations was to be a good mom and a good mother, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, and I'm so grateful that I was able to be at home raising my children, pouring into my children. I'm so grateful for that, but my hus husband was murdered. It threw me in such a state of depression that I started using cocaine. Nobody wakes up and say to someone, I'm going to be an alcoholic or I'm going to be a drug addict because it doesn't happen like that. It's you, when you continue to play around on the devil's playground, those traps, the entrapments, the things that will entrap you. And you'll find yourself in a trap that you can't get out of, if not for God, if not for God. And there's so many traps out here for us, for all of us, because the enemy knows what your appetite desires. And he's not going to dangle things in front of your face that don't appeal to you. But you got to understand what's underneath that trap. And that's where the wisdom of God comes in, where you have to ask God to open up your spiritual eyes so that you can see the enemy before he's right there on you. And God is so good that he's so merciful that he warns us. We sometimes just don't adhere to the warning signs because we think sometimes we know more than God or know better than God, and then we find ourselves in the traps and we have to call on God to rescue us. That trap was drugs for me. And 
the 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 man I was with, I, I'll tell you, I was a kept woman. I'll put it out like that. He's like a main uh, supplier for the state of Indiana from my, my city, my Indianapolis, Indiana. So he fed it to me. And so that's how I got addicted because he would just feed it to me. But also when he would get upset with me, he would withhold it. So guess what that made me do? It made me go find somebody else, which makes me no better than the prostitute on the street corner. Because when you're sleeping with somebody to get benefit, to, to benefit yourself, to get something, it's all the same thing. We like to glamorize stuff, but sin is sin, period. You know, and if not for the grace of God, there goes you, there goes me. All of that, all of that. But I went to church. My boys had been saying, Mommy, you know, we know that you're not sick like you're telling us. We know we're old enough to understand. It's more going on. It's drugs. You're so changed. You used to not go out of the house unless you look like a model. Now you're going out with your hair not combed at the liquor store waiting for it to open in the morning. Pain, pain. And I went to church, and I had a rock in my pocket in church. <laughs> and on my way home, I smoked. I got high. But the next Sunday, I heard this voice say, get up and go. It wasn't my children. It was the Lord. Get up and go back. And I went. And let me tell you, I had an alt with the pastor. That's why I really couldn't receive nothing from him the first time I went with the cocaine in my pocket. I had an alt against him, and I wouldn't hear nothing he had to say, period. There were a lot of people. This was a large church. I wanted so many people over there that had talked about me. I had talked about them. So I'm like, Lord, are you kidding right here in front of all these people? But I'm telling you, when I went back the second Sunday, my ears popped open, and I heard the message. And when it came to altar call time, I wanted to run up there, but I felt like I was glued to my seat. Anybody ever felt like that? Like you want to go, but something's holding you. That's the enemy. He doesn't want that. I was a, look, I was a soldier on his side, for real. But now I'm a soldier on God's side. A frontline soldier at that. Praise God. But he will hold you. But God's grace allowed a, a young lady that I known. She came and took me by my hand, and when she touched my hand, be obedient when the Spirit of the Lord is leading you to do something. You don't never know the benefit of that. Don't second guess and say, God, is that you? Just do it. Like Nike, just do it. Just do it. So she just did it, and it was my release to go to the altar. And they start praying for me, and I promise you, it wasn't five minutes before, like, something like, and the weight of the world just lifted off of me, and I got to dancing around and speaking other languages. And oh my God, it was a glorious day. Hallelujah. I was born again. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. And I went home. I was, oh my God, I was on a high, like no high. Didn't pay for it, didn't, none of that. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Went home, and I had to face this devil. He said, you've been getting high again. Now, he knew he hadn't given me anything. And I said, it's not the high as you suppose. You know, you've been, you've been smoking that. No, I got to say, you did what? You crazy bee. I mean, I became every name but the child of God. 
Now, this man had furnished my home. He had just bought me a Mercedes for my birthday. Two weeks before, I gave my life to God. All the clothes, diamonds, all the material stuff, but he couldn't give me peace. And when I went home, I had peace. But I was fearful of him because he could be abusive. And I said, God, how am I going to get out of this situation? And I heard him say, you fear no one but me. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Glory be to God. Three days later, I told him he had to go. Oh, God. He went crazy. I'm going to watch you lose this house. And I'm going to watch. I'm like, all I know is I got peace. And if you have to take every, well, I want everything my simple money done bought you. Hey, go get a U-Haul. Here's the title to the car. Diamonds, here. I've got something that money can't buy. Hallelujah. The peace of God. Hallelujah. Gave all of that up. Sometimes you got to let go of some things. My girlfriend said, girl, I would have held on to that diamond. and I'm like, uh-uh. Because if I would have held on to anything, it would have kept him in my life. It would have gave him entrance to, you know, I didn't want to be available any longer. I just wanted to be available to God. Hallelujah. And I said, if me and my baby have to sleep on the floor, so be it. And he took everything. But God starts sending people with stuff. I didn't have a job. I didn't miss a house note. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I said, God, if I depended on a dope man to take care of me, you are my heavenly father. How much more if I trust you, God? Hallelujah. Will you take care of me? Hallelujah. You know, we have to have that childlike faith. My daddy said it, and I believe it, and that settles it. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is so good. God, let me tell you why he's so good. He's so good in so many ways. But Mia was six when I got saved. She doesn't remember. And I, this one, my prayer, Lord, help me to be a good mommy to my baby, please. She doesn't remember the drugs. She doesn't remember. Thank you, Jesus. She doesn't remember. Thank you, God. Three days, after, three years after being saved, the Lord told me that uh, Minister Rick Thomas was my husband. I said, "What?" Mind you, I've been praying for a husband. Okay. But, and, and I kept, and, and, and the enemy will send you decoys. You got to know that God sent you who you're supposed to be with. I'm telling you straight up. From the pulpit on, ministers all. You got to know because decoys come. And we sometimes fall for that decoy. And then you miss the, you, miss, you get the frog and you miss the prince. I had a lot of frogs I kissed, okay? Fell into sin with and all of that. I'm keeping it real. But I got tired of it, and I said, God, help me to be happy and content with this single life that you've blessed me with. But if by chance you have someone for me, I don't have any more spe uh, specifications. He's tailor-made for me. You know what I need. Hallelujah. We're getting, we just celebrated 32 years of marriage. Has it all been peaches and cream? No. 
Because I had this idea that once, you know, well, my husband's saved, and being saved don't mean that you're delivered from everything. You know, God took those drugs and um, the alcohol and the two packs of cigarettes a day instantly, immediately. But guess what? I still had a lying tongue. I still was deceitful. I still was manipulating. None of that is of God. But when God, my thing is, Lord, show me me. Oh, my God. It can be so horrible. You can say, Dad, I thought I didn't got over that. No, you ain't got over it. Deal with it. He wants us to be honest with him and honest with ourselves. This is me, God. Thank God that he loves us in spite of us. And you know, he does. He just loves us until we get it right. And then he continues to love on us. And that's what I tell my church all the time. God loves us until we get it right. Don't say, I'll wait till I get it right and come to church. You won't never. That's the silliest, craziest thing I've ever heard. And people will tell you that in a heartbeat. I'm going to wait till I get it right. Then I'll come visit your church. Nah. You come to church and let God help you get it right. But God... Show me me. Sue can still have a bad attitude sometimes. At least I'm not slamming and breaking stuff like I did early on in our marriage. I'm telling you. But guess what? I was dealing with the spirit of rage that I did not even know. I didn't know where that was coming from until the Lord revealed that to me. So if you get hot-headed real quick, I mean, I could go from zero to a thousand in a split second slamming and breaking stuff. I said, well, you'd much rather have me break something than try to break your head. There's somebody in here like me. I already know it is. I already know it is because God would not have me to be saying this. You are operating in the spirit of rage. Rage comes from an unhealed place. You have to ask God to deliver you and take that away from you. There's things in you that you yet need to be delivered from. Salvation, all of it is a process. We're walking it out. Oh, how shot up I see it. We're walking it out. Thank you, God. We're yet becoming. Hallelujah. We're yet becoming who God is calling us to be. You're not who you were last year. Things are changing. We're constantly evolving. We're yet becoming. And we won't be all the way there until we meet Jesus. So we're going to struggle. This here will never be saved. Never. So you have to be spiritually in tune to the word of God. And in, because that's how you bring this under the subjection of the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you need to get the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Because you can't, this is, you know, this is. This whole thing we're dealing with is spiritual warfare. So if you're a spirit man, if you tie two pit bulls to a tree and you feeding one and you're not feeding the other, which one you think going to rip somebody open? <laughs> the strong one, right? So which one is ripping? Is it your spirit man or is it your flesh? God wants us to acknowledge him in all our ways, and we don't do that. We'll, we'll acknowledge him with this or with that, but he said in all 
thy ways acknowledge me. And he'll direct your path. Sometimes our path is because <laughs> we're not acknowledging him. Which way would you have me to go? Which direction? What do you want me to say? It's, it's so much. And I'm going to share this part because I know you said I'm in a, working in a time a certain time frame. Look at the person next to you, to you and say, how salty are you? Yeah, where's your flavor? Where's your flavor? Where's your flavor? Where's your flavor? We are the salt. We are the salt of the earth. Wherever you go, you should be the thermostat. You should be the thermostat. Hear what I'm saying? You should be the thermostat. If it's just your smile or just a kind word, that's so healing for people in a world where people just look so stone-faced and Ugh. Me and I were walking the other day. I said, all oh, these people look like walking dead. It's just, it's just like no expression. What the heck is going on? Where am I? Is, did you say it's true? You saw them too, didn't you? They're everywhere. Jesus. So this one gentleman said, he said, I love your smile. I said, well, thank you, Jesus. Somebody, you know, got it. No matter what you're going through, God is greater than your situation. He's bigger than your problems. He will heal you if you allow him because God is a gentleman. He's not going to strong arm you and throw you down and say, give it to me. No. He's waiting with open arms. Bring it to me. I've been waiting on you to bring it to me. I've been waiting on you to get honest with yourself and say, Lord, this is what I really need. I need this inner healing. I need this energy. I need this deliverance because I'm trying to be the best person, uh, the best version of me I can be with the help of the Lord. And these are weights. Lay aside every sin and weight that so easily besets us. Sometimes it's not sin, but it's weights. God wants you to get rid of the weights, unnecessary weights. You carry unnecessary weights, and those things can make you miss the mark. Distractions, weights, all of that. But what I pray for you all here at the bridge is that you always be honest with who you are and where you are in God. Because you can't fool him no way. <laughs> Let's be real. I tried. I couldn't. <laughs> I thought I could hide from him. I couldn't. His light just shined right down on me. I see you, girl. You can get away with that. Oh, dang. You're not slick enough. My mother-in-law used to say this. You might be slick, but you're not slick enough to miss both heaven and hell. I'm like, wow, that's deep. <laughs> but it was true. It's true. No matter how much, you know, he said, she said, you can grease up all day long. But you're going to hit one of them. I don't know about you guys, but heaven is my goal. Hallelujah. Can we give God some praise? God is great, and he is greatly to be praised, and there is absolutely nothing too hard for him. Whatever you need, God's got it. He's got it. If it's healing of the mind, of the heart, of the soul, of the spirit, God's got it. He's got it. And I think sometimes we as the church, the church, the whole church, we miss it because we don't address what people need to be delivered from. You come in and you leave out the same daggone way. It's week after week after week. But it takes you to make the effort to step forward 
See, the enemy wants you to feel so ashamed and please ain't nothing. Nobody in here has done more wrong than I have. I, I can almost promise you that. But and I still run to the altar. I do. I have to give it to him, really, because Sue is a piece of work without Jesus. Yeah, I am. My husband will tell you. <laughs> ain't nothing but God's grace and kept him with me. I promise. <laughs> He's so opposite of me. He called me the firecracker, and I'm the yin to his yang, and his yang is so chilled and laid back. You wouldn't even know he's around, but I guess I'm, I got enough personality for both of us. But anyway, I just want you to know that God loves you so much. He wants the absolute best for you. He wants your heart healthy. We all have issues of the heart. We do. I feel led to share this, and then I'm going to let you. So my, my first husband, um, he was in a band, and they, and he was a good-looking guy. I ain't going to lie. He was like, that's one of the things I liked about him. He was fine. But uh, anyway, he um, was in a band, and he was in dental school. And so the band brought a lot of problems because he had groupies, and he didn't know how to turn everybody down. You know what I mean? Yeah, that brought pain, and it brought heartache. And so one day I said, "I'm gonna make, I'm gonna hurt him like he hurt me." So I, you know, tried to get involved with somebody. It didn't go over too good, cause I loved my husband. I'm like, so if he loved me, how can he continue to hurt me like this? And then the other big part was the fact that I was never accepted. Um, by his family. When you are in a relationship, sometimes the person is learning how to be a wife with you. Never been a wife before. Husband, trying to be a husband with you. Never been a husband before. Never been a husband before. And what I've learned with this husband that God gave me is I build my husband. I used to tear him down. I'm like, but but Lord, you see he ain't doing and, and my heart's bleeding. And God said, okay, Miss Perfect. I was so mad at God because I felt justified. I had my bags packed. I got as far as the kitchen and the Lord said, mm-mm, you might be grown, but you can ready to grow up. And I was hot. You're talking about going from uh, zero to a thousand. I went to a million. My face turned red as a beat. I was furious. I'm like, I don't have to take this. God said, yes, you do. And I remember my sister calling me because I said, I'm dealing with stuff I wouldn't even have dealt in the, with in the world. I cut you off. Act like you never existed. And the Lord let me know you got a diamond in the rough. Don't throw your diamond away. Thank you, God. Pray and intercede for him and declare that he is everything that I created him to be, lacking nothing. And when I tell you I start praying that prayer, the change. Hallelujah. Oh, my God, what I would have missed out on if I had thrown my diamond away. 
oh my God, people look at us now, but they don't know what took us, what got us to now. My imperfections, his imperfections, him needing deliverance, me needing deliverance, God being the center. Because one thing about it, I love God more than I love my husband, and he loves God more than he loves me. So God, we always trusted God in those hard places, and they were hard places. But because we trusted God, Every time we came out, we were closer than ever. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Your marriage. Number one, know that your marriage is one that God ordained. Because we go out here and we pick folks. And God's uh, permissive, uh, what's that, his permissive will. Yeah, he'll let you do it. But you'll find out real soon. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh, that was not God. But if it wasn't God and both people loved the Lord, he can really turn that around, too. I've seen it happen. But it takes two people to want it. It's not going to work with one wanting and the other not. It's just it won't. It won't. And who wants something forced? Nobody, right? Allow God to do the healing. The, the things you've suppressed Bad relationships, you know, maybe parent wasn't in your life. Uh, you know, I felt like I was a mistake for 37 years. I felt that way. And I'm, the Lord gave me a, a poem. One morning he woke me up at about 3 in the morning. He said, get pen and paper, Holy Spirit. I sit down, and when I got through, it was a poem called Daddy's Little Girl. He said, all those times you like crying in your bed. I'm the one that wiped your tears away. Don't you know you're the apple of my eye because you're daddy's little girl? Don't be so bothered that your biological father wasn't there for you. It took his DNA to create you. And I needed you because I have a job that only you can do. You're daddy's little girl. And so I start appreciating who I was. And my purpose, all those twists and turns and curves and being beaten, being molested and being lied to and being dogged on and rejection and abandonment and so much more. It was all necessary because God gave me beauty for ashes. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Beauty for ashes to where I can talk, come and talk. And share my life. It's an open book. Nothing hidden. Nothing hidden. My boys and my daughter, they know the good, bad, and the ugly. I never try to hide anything. Because all I would need is for somebody to come up with them and say, yeah, your mama did this. And she did it, but they didn't know she did it. So I was honest with my children. And it made us have an unbreakable bond. Because of the transparency. The enemy wants to keep you bound, and he doesn't want you telling your God stories. He wants you to feel ashamed. Don't be ashamed. God allowed you to go through that so that you could reach back and help somebody else. Your life, your journey is so important. Your story is so important. And I just want to encourage you. Share your story. Take Take that embarrassment off. Take that shame off. 
Free yourself. Be free. Be free. It's nothing like being free. Free in the Lord. So I went in uh, last, I've been here, what, three weeks? So the week before I came here, my cousin and I, we have gone in to a restaurant, and I'm talking about the, we, us being the thermostat. And I'm, y'all tried to keep up with me because I got so much to say. <laughs> but the thermostat. So we're in this restaurant, and um, when we first go in, it's a lady with pink hair, and her roller later is there, her little walker with all, looks like all her stuff, and her face is all in her food. I said, Jesus. And people are just talking about her. I'm like, we ordered and we went and sat down and I looked at my cousin. Her name is Gigi. I said, G, she may be the reason why we're here. She may be the reason why we are here. I've got to go over and pray for her. Oh, well, Sue, uh, you go to my car and put a mask on. I'm like, God got me. But I did. I went and got a mask. And I went over to her and I said, sweetie, I said, hold your head up. Your head's all in your food, and uh, kind of help her clean up. And I said, I said, what's your name? She said, Candy. I said, Candy? I said, what's going on, sweetie? She said, my mom died three weeks ago, and my daughter died three days ago. Hallelujah. We are the salt of the earth. Hallelujah. We are the ones that can make a difference in somebody's day. And I said, Candy, can I pray for you? She said, yes, ma'am. And I just began to pour into her and tell her God is with her. He loved her. And the whole atmosphere changed in that restaurant. People were looking like in awe. I didn't do that to get attention. But what I'm saying is this. We step over God's jewels all the time. Oh, my God. There's, there's a sapphire. Oh, uh-uh, no. That's what we do. We discard people we, like they're nothing, but they're God's children. And if not for the grace of God, that could very easily be me. It could very easily be you. What are you doing with your salt? How salty are you? I want to challenge you this week to be the thermostat. Wherever you go, a kind word, a smile. People got so much on their minds, and they're walking like like walking dead. That's like zombies. I'm like, and it's nothing but a trick of the enemy. You have to see that that's what it is. And if we are called, we are called. We're not called to be pew warmers, cheer warmers. No, we're called to reach the world with our God stories. Share your story. Some of my stories I've had, the Lord has led me to share one-on-one because that's, how, that's what was needed at that time. But audience, audiences like this, I've been doing this for years. And it's always somebody there. Because the enemy is in my ear the whole time I'm talking. I told me, I said, I'm so nervous. I get so nervous when I'm asked to share because I'm, like, I'm just like, my knees are knocking and everything. And it's like the enemy. Nobody wants to hear that mess. Yeah, he, he's in my ear. They, look how they're looking at you. They don't want to hear that mess. But God is saying, tell your story. Glory. Hallelujah. Tell your story.
tell your story. Tell your story. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to cut this off because I told Dennis, I said, you're going to have to do like this because you don't give a preacher a mic. <laughs> um, and, and, I, and I know to be obedient. Um, and so in being obedient, but I do want to say this. If, I'm just going to ask you to stand. If you've got some inner stuff going on, some heart issues, hallelujah. I want you to place your hand on your heart, hallelujah. Hey, glory be to God. And say, Lord, I have heart issues. And I can't fix it. Father, please do the work in my heart that I may be healthy and able to say that I have a healthy heart. Father God, I come against the spirit of unforgiveness in the name of Jesus. Oh God, that spirit of unforgiveness that holds us hostage, makes us bitter. Hallelujah. Yeah, God, hallelujah, hardens our heart. Hallelujah. I bind that spirit. I curse it at the very root in the name of Jesus. And I command it to take flight and leave in Jesus' name. And we call in the spirit of forgiveness. Say, I choose to forgive. I choose to forgive. No matter how it hurts, I choose to forgive. You will not hold me captive with unforgiveness. I choose to forgive. Hallelujah. I receive my forgiveness today. Hallelujah. Forgive me, Lord. Hallelujah. For offenses that I may have committed. Hallelujah. Forgive me, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And help me to forgive me. Help me to forgive me. Sometimes it's the hardest thing to, to forgive yourself. Help me to forgive myself, God. That's a weight I don't need. Hey, glory. It's a weight. And I'm laying that weight down today. I'm laying it down at your feet, Father. Hallelujah. Now, everybody just embrace yourself because God wants you to feel his embrace. He's so gentle and loving and kind. He comes in to do the work. And then he comforts us with his presence. Hallelujah. Then he massages our hearts with his love. Hallelujah. What a wonderful father we serve. He's a good, good father. Hallelujah. He's a good, good father. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. And I praise him. I thank you all for uh, accepting me. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Hallelujah for allowing me to share some of my God stories with you guys. And I pray that something was said that would encourage you on your journey, especially in just sharing your stories. Amen. God bless you.